Blog Talk Radio.
Sisters to another edition of Young Disciples here on Warrior Radio Broadcast Network. If you guys are listening to us, you guys are listening to us live on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Pine Ridge Warriors or on mixlr.com forward slash Pine Ridge Warriors, um, or you guys are about to tune in here via live Facebook in just one minute. Um, first of all, I want to say good afternoon to everybody out there in the interweb or wherever it is you might be tuning in at or from uh, whatever state, whatever country, whatever continent. Um, yeah, so so yeah, I just want to welcome everybody out there. I'm sorry, you guys. Uh, just give me one second as I sit here and I get some things uh, on, on Facebook. Um, so tonight, I just want to give a big shout out to you guys. It's good to be back. Sorry we missed yesterday's broadcast with Roundtable Tuesdays. It's uh, We just had some scheduling things and, and some other things that we needed to do um, as far as that goes. So I want to I thank you guys for being patient with us, um, especially here, because I know it, it definitely does take a little bit. Um, I want to welcome everybody back. It's good to be back into the studio. Amen. So, uh, yeah, we're currently live here on Facebook. But yeah, so anyways, tonight we are going to be talking about the prophecies of Isaiah. Um, you guys, it's been very interesting, um, as I kind of got a chance to read a little bit on my work hour, um, I was actually going through, uh, Isaiah, like, you know, I was sitting there and I was asking the father, I said, father, where is it that you want me to go and turn into and read? Um, because I was like, all right, Father, I just don't want to read something for young disciples just for the sake of reading it. You know, um, I actually want to read something, and, and, and it makes sense. Show me revelation, basically. That's, that's basically the, 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 the cry I made to the Lord on my lunch hour, believe it or not. And, you know, before we get too far into this, um, I do want to let you guys know this, that, you know, one of the things that the Father has shown me throughout all these years is certain people, like prophetic people, people that are that are like moving in the prophetic or whatever, what have you, they will tend to gravitate towards certain areas. One of the things that prophets of God usually, I'm not saying I'm a prophet by any means, but people that crave that prophetic revelation, um, they basically, they, they say, Lord, give me revelation lest I die. Um, for evangelists, it's, it's give me people, give me people I can evangelize lest I die. For teachers, it's give me people I can teach lest I die. See, one of the things that we fail to realize in this walk that you will never be happy doing what you're doing unless it lines up with the perfect will of God. Amen. So I said all that to say this. If you guys are following me out there, um, you know, where you guys can find this at is just look at the accounts, um, not not just the accounts, but look at the accounts of Moses, look at the accounts of Isaiah, look at the accounts of um, what is it, even even uh, Job. You know, look at all these other different accounts in Scripture. Um, John the Baptist, uh, you know, and it can go on. 
and look at exactly the area of which the, the people group in the area where God has called them to reach and teach and preach. Amen. So if you guys are tuning in right now, we are talking, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the prophecies of Isaiah. Um, and for this, if you guys do want to take, uh, hey, blessings. Uh, if you guys are out there and you do want to follow along with us, I will be reading out of Isaiah 5, chapter 5, 28. So if you guys got your um, Bibles handy, actually, we're going to kind of run down the, the through chapter 5. Um, and it's very interesting stuff where the Father took me. But um, to get back on this whole thing before I lose the train of thought here, with you'll tend to find out that you won't be exactly content or satisfied or happy, or I should say you'll always feel that burden for something, that nagging burden for something if you're not going in the area where the Father told you to walk. Um, let's just put it this way. Moses would not be happy or he would not have fulfilled the call of God upon his life if he totally rejected the children of Israel. If he said, no, I don't want to. Um, even with John the Baptist, he would not have fulfilled the role of which God placed him to if he said no. Um, especially with the Daniel, um, the prophet Daniel, the prophet Isaiah, prophet Jeremiah, you know, all these other different guys, they would not have fulfilled the area of which God has called them to if they just said no. And they would not be happy. I can attest and I can promise you that you will not be happy unless you step into where the Father has sent you. Amen. So uh, before we get going here, I just want to kind of open up the show in prayer, and I just want to take a minute and just thank the Father, because um, Lord knows I haven't really had a whole lot of time to converse and conversate with Him throughout the day and uh, throughout the work week. I'll tell you, you guys, um, sometimes we get too busy, and that one-hour break, that that one-hour lunch, just just kind of seems to go by. And even the fifteen minutes, the two fifteen minutes you get in your life, they just tend to go poof, and they're gone. Poof. You know, so let's just take a minute and thank the Father, amen. I don't care where you guys are at, where you might be at, you know, uh, we can all just take a minute of our lives and just thank the Father. So if you guys are there at home or wherever you guys might be tuning in at, just kind of lift your hands and I just, you know, just, just take a minute and just thank the Father with me. Father God, we come before your throne room right now and I just want to come and with a humble heart and, and, just with a teachable spirit, Father God, that, Father, you begin to start showing us what to do and how to reach out to you, Father God. Just impress in our hearts whenever we have not um, sought your face for the day, Father God, just, just give us time to do that. Shut out the busyness in our lives so that we may be able to reach out to you, Father God. And, Lord, if we have made the wrong decisions, if we have not taken this time to just thank you today, Father God, that, Lord, we just want to take this time and just say, Abba, Father, we love you. We thank you. We appreciate every single day that you have given us, Father, that, Lord, even though we might be surrounded, as Prophet Isaiah said, that I am a man of unclean lips because I am around the people of unclean lips. That, Father God, even the workplace of which you have set us and called us to walk in in a time and a season, just like Apostle Paul became a tent maker for a time and a season, that just like how your son was a carpenter for a time and a season, that, Father God, even in our workplace, that even though we might be surrounded by the people of unclean lips, Father God, that, Lord, you will allow our, our lips to be just cleansed, our speech to be edified 
edifying and not degrading. And even with our thoughts, Father God, especially whenever those that begin to rub you the wrong way, that begin to start just nagging at you, and you know which one I speak of, Father God, in my own experience. Right now, Lord, I forgive that brother because he is a brother in the Lord. He may not be following after you as closely as possible. He may not even know know you as your, as a friend. But Father God, I forgive them. Forgive me for 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 having that anger towards my brother, Father. Lord, just right now, I release him from any 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 negative emotions or any word curses that I might have thrown towards him, that any negative thoughts that I might have thrown towards him, Father God, that, Lord, I lay that at your altar right now, because you said in your word that if you have aught against your brother, that we are to leave our gift at the altar and go and forgive that brother, and, and if he sins against you, forgive him seven times, 77 times seven, Father God, that, Lord, I just keep forgiving him. But give me the strength to forgive because you also said to love your enemies, Father God. And we cannot love that which we do not have. And we cannot learn to love like your son loved unless you give us the people that will just rub us the wrong way and give us a challenging place to love them, Father God. Because we are are, are so easy and so quick to love people according to our way and not your way, Father God. So, Lord, just let us show your love to them. And even that might be a stern thing, Father God, because you say also in your word that if we love our children, we will chastise them. That if we beat them with a rod, they shall surely not die. That sometimes, Father God, we got to show that tough love in our life. Not with anger, not with any type of object, Father God, but sometimes you will give us a stern hand, just like Job, just to show you how much we, uh, how much you love us, Father God. And I want to thank you for these things and your son's awesome, precious mighty name in jesus name i thank you lord amen and amen Woo-hoo. all right well praise god um you know that that kind of really spoke to me in isaiah whenever you know he says father forgive me for i'm a man of unclean lips um boy i'll tell you you know you get around the the, the workplace and you know just some un some uh some folk begin to just rub you the wrong way amen mm. Uh, excuse me, and and you know you just kind of want to, mm, you want to give them another type of tongue, amen. So um, <laughs> the Lord don't, the Lord knows where you're at because He says I'll meet you where you're at. All right, He met the woman of the well where she was at. She, he met the disciples where they were at. He uh, He met Apostle Paul where they were at. He met uh, Isaiah where he was at. Come on, somebody. He he met um, Moses where he was at. We may not be in the most friendliest of places. We may not be in the most redeemed of locations. But you know what? The Father will say, I will meet you where you are. I will go into the highways, the byways, the temples. I will go into the synagogues. I will go into the streets. I will go into the prostitutes. Uh, area not not to exchange uh, the spiritual goods for natural goods, amen. Um, so some of you need to watch out for that in in Jesus' name. But to uh, be able to exchange the spiritual things, just like uh, the the two disciples going into the temple, he says, "Gold and silver have I none, but what I have I give freely unto thee." Amen. So I may not have no earthly goods. I mean, uh, I may not have no earthly value, but what I do have, I give unto you, and that and, and that might be wisdom of the Lord from from experiences, from pits, falls, trials, and tribulations. Amen. So, um, 
Amen. So God bless you. But so you guys don't fall into the temptation because Father will meet you where you're at. You don't necessarily have to go to church to fulfill God's life of call upon your life. You don't even have to go to the synagogues. You don't know how, you don't have to go to the places that are common because sometimes the Father will send you in a in common area, an uncommon place, because he says that in his word that we are a peculiar people, amen? Um, what that basically means is we are a unique people. We are a unique tribe unto him, all right? He says, uh, so, so, so we are not meant to fit the mold, so to speak, especially whenever you might realize or you might ask and question the Father, um, do I fit here? Why don't I fit in this particular people group? Why do I not fit in this particular arena? It's because the Father is saying that he has not called you to that place. He might have called you to that place to learn and to study and to know the people and the culture, but now he might be calling you to come up out of there, Amen. Um, I don't care if that's working construction. I don't care if that's a bartender. Oh, but Brother Curtis, you just don't know. Oh, man of God, you just don't know exactly what I go through. Um, you don't know about those bartenders, what they do. Listen, God don't care about what your occupation is, you know, amen, because if he can save a prostitute at, at, at the temple, you know, if he could save the prostitute in the midst of being stoned to death by the religious leaders, what makes you think that he can't uh, save a prostitute, a stripper, and, and get them saved, amen? So so don't give me that mess, amen? So um, anyways, let, let me go ahead and get on tonight's message before I, I, I kind of get going, amen? Um, tonight, for those of you that are tuning in tonight, we are talking about the prophecies of Isaiah. I don't know how many of you actually sit and you think about this. But Prophet Isaiah, man, this dude knew some stuff, amen? He knew some revelation, like God gave him some Holy Ghost revelation. And if you guys are tuning in on MixLR or Blog Talk Radio or whatever, and you just kind of want to get something to look at, I'm not saying I'm all this, but, uh, excuse me, but you guys can tune in to us on our Facebook page. Um, just go to Curtis Charles or Pine Ridge Warriors Facebook page, and you'll be able to check it out. So, yeah, but Prophet Isaiah, man, like everybody wants to talk about the coming desolation, the 70 years of tribulation or whatever it might be, the years of desolation. I actually did a, a show on this, and I, I thought it was pretty good anyways. But one of the things that we realize is that prophecy doesn't just happen way back then and it's done, um, especially because I know some of the things that Isaiah is talking about, and we're just now seeing that come to pass, Amen. Um, one of the first things it says, and this is really a big cry, and hopefully this will give some of you uh, some clarification on, you know, why we're so we're so drawn or why we're so vexed by people that sin. Listen, God ain't interested. Uh, sometimes, you know, what the Father's saying, don't worry about the people that are sinning in your life. Don't even worry about those who openly sin. And I'll tell you why. Uh, here's the remedy for it in Isaiah 5, 18. And it says this, Woe unto them that draw iniquity with the cords of vanity, and the sin is as it were with a cart rope. And they say, let him make speed and hasten his work. That we may see it, and let the counsel of the Holy One of Israel draw nigh and come, that we may know it. Just right there in those two verses, 
really sums up the way that the Father thinks and the way that we should begin to think towards people that openly sin towards God. Because uh, unknowingly, all right, if we stand on the prophecies in Revelation where it says, so was it in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Listen, there was gross darkness in that time, all right? I mean, we're beginning to see portions of that right now, I mean, with GMOs and all these other different things. Um, because you understand, you go back in, 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 in uh, what was it, in um, Genesis, and it talked about how every seed was corrupted, but also people were giving unto drink and, 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 and sex and just all types of immoralities. We see that going on today, and it's very open. Not only is it there in your face, but it's being accepted. Now you got Christians and believers um, condoning these immoral acts, all right? And, and I can't stand for that, but we are not supposed to go in front of people and start putting them down, start cussing at them, start trying to say, uh, you know, you're going to hellfire. They know where they're going, all right? So don't worry about those that make speed. Right there in 19, it says, they that said, let him make speed and hasten his work that we may see it. Listen, these people, they might say, well, go ahead, let whatever comes, let hellfire come down and rain down upon us because, you know, I want to see exactly if all this that you Christians are preaching about is true. Well, don't worry about them because it's the counsel of the Holy One of Israel. He is drawing nigh and come that we may know. It. All right, so that's coming. And it go, we're kind of going to go, go through this next part very quickly. It says, woe to those who call evil good. All right, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil and put darkness for light and light for darkness. That put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine and men of strength to mingle strong drink, which justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. Therefore, as the fire devours the stubble and the flame consumeth the chaff, so their root shall be root, uh, rottenness and their uh, oh, 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 bosoms, bosoms shall Go up as dust, because they have cast away the law of the Lord of hosts and despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. Therefore is the anger of the Lord kindled against his people, and he has stretched forth his hand against them and has smitten them as, he, as his hills did trouble, and their carcasses were, were torn in the midst of the street. For all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. Selah. I don't know if you guys caught right there in from 20 down to 25. We understand that people are going to cause themselves wise in their own sight. They're going to try to justify and reason and try to talk out about how foolish scripture is, how foolish and how uh, sexist or demeaning or belittling it is to be able to follow, follow a God or love a God that allows uh, – Children to be killed, uh, women to be raped, men and, and young young people to be murdered senselessly, allow wars and all these other different things to go on because they're trying to reason and, and think unto their own self. But yet at the same time, they're perfectly fine with women going out there and men going out there, especially in these gay parades and all these other different things. These are the same type of people that will condemn the holiness of the one of Israel, the one true true living God, and go out there and sin like the devil. Have four, five, six different partners every night. 
And, and I'm not trying to condemn their lifestyle. I'm just saying to them, it's, it says right there, they're calling evil good. And they put bitter for sweet. They're, they're, they're taking that which is destructive, that even though they may not know it, they may not perceive it, they may not realize what that is doing to them and their spirit, man. Because it says in another part of Scripture, it says, this is the temple of the Lord. You know, it, it, it's not what goes in defiles it, but what comes out of it. Listen, whatever you try to fulfill, and this is why it's very important that you really don't go, uh, how can I put this? Trying to seek other pastors wherever you might be at, amen? Um, especially for the young out there. I know in today's day and age, it's very acceptable to have multiple partners before you get married. I understand that. I understand that it's okay to, in, in today's society, not in the eyes of God, but in today's society, to, to run around and act a fool and do all this. But listen… The only thing you're doing is you're taking in poison in your life. Um, you're, you're, you're filling up your heart with, with, with that that is, that, is, that is selfish, self-serving, and not serving towards others. Whenever you've got a critical or a judgmental spirit or a judgmental mind, you need to realize that these things are actually a hindrance towards your work of God or to, towards God's working through you. Amen? Because if you look at everything through a critical eye, oh, look what brother so-and-so is doing. Look what that church across the street is doing. Look what these people are doing. Look what that church is doing. Look at how they worship. You got to understand if you're that critical towards God's people, how much more critical are you towards uh, those that aren't serving a, a godly lifestyle or who aren't living a godly lifestyle? Amen. Um, how, how is it that you can have the compassion for uh, the people that are the, the Satanists? Yes, because you can have a, a heart of compassion for the right people. How can you have that heart of compassion for for the strippers, for the drug dealers, for the for, for the crackheads? You know, for all these other different people that that right now. They are living in a toxic lifestyle. Just as the Lord said, he says, I did not come after a people that need a physician, but those that, that are in need of one, those I have been called to. Amen. And for those of you that don't know where that's at, I think it's somewhere in the New Testament whenever the Lord was talking to the Pharisees and Sadducees, the religious leaders, because he was eating at the table of sinners. Amen. So I would rather be in, in, in the midst of sinners than in the midst of certain holy people because it's them that want to try to shoot you for saying something that doesn't fit their theology, that doesn't fit that the way that they've been trained or been raised up. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that, but what I'm saying is, is sometimes – we have allowed our even our own righteousness and our holiness to begin to corrupt and twist the holiness of God because it says that, uh, you know, we cannot be holy on our own. If we try to throw on the, the cloak of righteousness, it, it, it's like filthy rags compared to that of the Lord, all right, and, and the ways and the commandments of the Father, amen? So don't worry about those who call evil good and good evil. Don't worry. Do not stress. Do not fret. Matter of fact, because if we read the book of Isaiah, there's a drastic shift. There's a paradigm shift that is actually coming to the body of Christ. If we pay attention, those that have eyes to see and ears to hear, let them perceive what God is saying through the prophet Isaiah. Amen. God will summon a nation to war. Here is a big part that was like red flag, red flag. Pay attention to this young man. And I do believe this is the part that the Holy Spirit was speaking to me on break the other day. He says, um, now check this. He will lift up an insignia to the nations from afar, and he will hiss unto them from the end of the earth. And behold, they shall come with him, uh, come with speed swiftly. 
None shall be weary nor stumble among them, and he's talking about the nation of which he signals because he's throwing a signal, a call to arms from afar from the nation that would come and, and, and totally wage war upon the saints of God, amen, and, 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 and really begin to start, start uh, attacking. What, while I was kind of reading in chapter uh, Isaiah 5, 26 through, I do believe it was 30, I really had a picture about the U.S., uh, kind of the U.S. as a whole. And I'm, by all means, I'm not saying that the U.S. is going to be uh, plunged into war or be set to fire. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that this, I do believe, is specifically for the nation of the U.S. Amen? It says, He will lift up the insignia to the nations from afar and hiss unto them until the ends of the earth. And behold, they shall come with them swiftly. None shall be weary nor stumble among them, nor shall slumber nor sleep. Neither shall the girdle of their loins be loosened, nor the latch of their shoes be broken, whose arrows are sharp, and all their, uh, excuse me one second, all their bows bent, their horses' hooves shall be counted like flint, and their wheels like a whirlwind. The roaring shall be like that of a lion, yes, like young lions. Yea, they shall roar and safe, uh, uh, they shall roar and lay a hold of their prey, shall carry it away safe, and none shall deliver it. Amen? So, in these days, we understand that there's there's a drastic shift not only coming to the body of Christ. Um, there's a war that is being waged amongst the saints, but also in in the natural and also in the spiritual realm. Amen. Because we are going to be fighting an enemy that that doesn't that doesn't weaken. What I read, what I get, especially for the body of Christ out of out of Isaiah um, 26 through 30, is that the enemy that we're fighting, they are gonna are gonna continue without ceasing. You know, whenever the Lord says to pray without ceasing, he literally means that. He literally means that we constantly have to be praying about every single situation that arises. Let me um, reimagine what prayer is for you guys real quick. Prayer, simply put, is this, is a communication and a dialogue between you and the Father. It's opening up and maintaining and sustaining a bridge so not only um, partitions can go forth to the Father, but also revelation and information and instruction can be downloaded into the saints of God for the working and the equipping of the body. Amen? Um, excuse me one second. So whenever, I, whenever prayer without ceasing. Now, how does this equate to the things of the enemy um, or, or the war that is being waged against the saints? Listen, the enemy is constantly running and working, and they're not, they're not asleep. I mean, you look at the strip clubs, you look at the, you look at the casinos, you look at the places where dirty business is conducted. Um, they don't sleep. Dude, they don't close down. They, they might take a brief, a brief break. But come on, if, you, if we have issues with um, take, getting, getting the saints of God to church, even on Sundays, or, or getting them, how many of you out there today have worked and stressed and thought about how you can get the young individuals to church or how you can get them uh, interested in the things of God? Well, how about uh, how many of you have tried to do a Bible study and it just completely failed because nobody wants to get up on a Wednesday night and, and come out and spend a few moments with other believers? I guarantee you, you say, what party over here? I remember back in uh, – even in South Dakota – um, in Evergreen, which is probably about maybe a hundred houses large, and that's kind of pushing it. Um, whenever a party would go on in the house, man, there'd be like five or six of us, you know, just coming out there, just bam, that whole house would be full in just a few minutes. 
uh, I remember going out there in South Carolina, you know, they say party down over there uh, across the field. You know, there'd be about 100 of us showing up, and, and the invite only got sent out 10 minutes ago. So yet and still, we have a hard time getting together some 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 church folk to really pray for the body and to, to really get together and begin to meld, um, especially whenever you say, come on, um, we need somebody to go out there and start doing some prayer walk. There's a mother that needs help down the street. Let's go over there. Let's storm the gates of hell for her and begin to uplift her and undergird her. Amen. See, um, but we can't do it. And that's no bash towards the church. It's just, you know, there, there, there's going to be a number that's going to start to be condensed. Amen. But um, I, I kind of want you guys to get this. God cleanses Isaiah. Um, and this really began to speak to me personally. And, and this is just me personally in six, Isaiah 6, 5. It says, Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I will dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King and the Lord of hosts. You know, now, I, I, the only thing I can boast, and if I could boast in anything, it's about the things of God. Amen? Um, the one time I do know without a shadow of a doubt, I have seen the, the, the presence of God. I have felt the, the, the very presence of God, but I have seen the Lord with my own eyes, um, either in a dream or a vision, whatever it is that you guys might call it. Um, but it was very real. But woe unto me because I have seen the glory of the Lord. I've felt things that um, – I've experienced things that, that most people would crave for in their life. So with that to me, that was speaking to me because, you know, let, let's face it. I'm still being sanctified in, in my mind, body, and soul, in my mind and the way I think and the way I perceive things, um, in my mouth, in my soul, or in my flesh area. That basically the way I interact with people, how I do things, even how I can become familiar with those around me. Um, I need to be careful because a familiar spirit isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it, it can be a, it can be a very destructive thing, especially whenever you begin to familiarize and open yourselves up to the negative things. To uh, let let me use this as an example: if you know that you got a mother that likes to cuss like a sailor and drink like a like a whatever an Irishman. Or whatever have you, and you know you're you're still you're still wanting to hang around with her, and there's nothing edifying coming out of that relationship. Um, that can become a familiar spirit to you, and it's very hard to break. Also, you know uh, you can be familiar with the spirit of God, with the things of God. Amen. Um, so there's a lot that uh, the the book and the prophet of Isaiah has to offer us. But basically, he says uh, so. So just cleanse yourself. Uh, just ask for the Lord to cleanse you in all things, your mind, your, your eyes, your ears, your mouth, and then the way you do things. Amen? Um, and no, that isn't a selfish thing because you know what? Um, literally, whenever we begin to seek a holy lifestyle, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Amen? So, uh, uh, yeah, amen. So, and then it says, and then flew one of the seraphim. Well, I'm not going to read that. I'm going to kind of go down. Isaiah's message to be rejected. Listen. Um, whenever you speak edification, exhortation, even clarification to the body of Christ, um, not all the time will it be received with open arms because either A, they haven't been raised that way, B, that no longer happened, C, they just don't want to hear it. Let's be honest. Um, I've asked a group of individuals before. 
I said, uh, why are you all here? He says, I got, I got nothing better to do. I said, how many of you know anything about Scripture? They said, frankly, I don't care. And that's, that's a good answer. You know, I'm not there to pressure them. But that, that to me was like, okay, well, it's blatantly obvious. They really don't want to be here. They, don't, they, don't, they want to be here, but they don't care to learn. And, that, and that's like the state of not only believers but non-believers too. Um, it says, make the heart of, the pe- of this people fat and make their ears heavy. And shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and convert and be healed. Listen, this is the, uh, the message that Isaiah spoke to the body of Christ to, at that time, the nations, and it was totally rejected. So understand, if we see these things playing out before us, we need to understand that many of us try to preach to the people. Try to evangelize and share with the people. But it says, the Lord says, make the heart of this people fat and make their ears heavy and shut their eyes lest they see. So the Father right now is shutting a lot of eyes and closing a lot of ears and, and, and basically making their hearts full so that way they, they, they're wanting in nothing. They're content where they're at. They're content with their Sundays. They're content with their walk with the Lord. They're content with the state of affairs around them. They're, 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 they're content with the kingdom of which they built and mistake it for the holy, holy kingdom. Amen? Um, how do I know that? Because just take a look in about a five-by-five five radius of your house. Do the, does everyone around you know who you are or at least have heard of you? Do your coworkers and those around you um, make an effort to go see the elders, make the, the widows, make, make whatever, make, uh, make an opportunity for the Lord to be known in your area? I'm not saying your area has to change, but how is the state of affairs around you? Amen? Um, do, do the Satanist or, or Satanic people, do the occult people um, just – Fear and tremble whenever you're whenever you're at home. Are they do they operate within a close proximity of your vicinity? Because you are in charge of the atmosphere which God has placed over you. Um, it says in one part in Scripture, it says, "If but how can you be a ruler of another man's things if you first have not learned to govern your own?" Okay. So the Lord will always be a, uh, will, will allow you to be held accountable for your own home before you will be held accountable for some for another man's home. Amen. In this case, the house of the Lord. Um, so he will he will he will purposely shut the ears and the eyes of the people so they perceive not. Amen. Um, so you guys that especially are stressed out, worried about what to do, you guys sometimes that's just the way it is. He says, unless their ears understand in their heart and they convert and be healed. Um, I truly do. I think I've came to this understanding or at least came to the agreement um, that the gospel has been preached in just about everywhere from the North Pole to the South Pole and everywhere in between. Um, I do believe there have been Christians down at the deepest depths and at the highest points. So we wonder and we ask ourselves, why is it that nothing is changing? I think the Father has purposely done this, and here's why. Then said I, the Lord, how long? And he sweared until the cities be wasted without inhabitants and the houses without man. Keep that in mind. And the land be utterly desolate, and the Lord have removed men from far away 
and there would be a great forsaking in the midst of the land. All right, right there, and just those two things, I'm going to point out something to you guys, unless you guys caught this before. Um, these two things I want to point out. The Lord says until I first utterly and totally destroy the cities until um, the apocalypse, whatever, whatever people want to call it, the end days come, that's going to come. But he does it not for our destruction but for the benefit. Mm -hmm. All right? Now, he says – and these, 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 this is one thing, two things he does say. I promise you it will not stop until cities have been laid waste. Right there, there's number one. Number two, that the houses are without men. Hmm. How many of you have caught that? Today, and I don't want to throw this all about the transgenders, the homosexuals, or whatever it might be, but right now, the house of God, a.k.a. the church, a.k.a. the home, their men are being removed from that place of authority. Oops. There's not enough men out there that are waging war. Matter of fact, I can look right here kind of in my, in my own little studio, and I'll, I'll tell you that it's, it's, it's an amazing thing that only like about 95% of our listeners are of a female gender, that they're women. And I don't say that as a derogatory term. I say that as well-done mamas and mothers and sisters of the Lord, but shame on the men of God. Because we think that I, I don't I don't know what the issue is, but God says that the houses without man, the houses will be without men, without their men folk. He says, and then I will remove the men from afar. How far away? He is totally removing man from the houses and the foundations of God. Why? I don't know. Maybe because there, there, there's not enough. Maybe he's doing this for a reason. So um, I don't know. It says, but yet it shall be a tent, and it shall return, and shall be eaten, and, and, and a till tree as oak without substance, and, and they cast their leaves, so the holy seed shall be the substance thereof. Boom, there you go. Um, long story shorter than this, brothers and sisters, and I'm getting ready to close. He basically says this, the reason why these come, the reason why these things must happen, it's so that the holy seed, God's Holy Spirit can be planted and be nourishment and be substance thereof. Thereof what? Thereof the land, a.k.a. the people. Amen? So, brothers and sisters, I think that's, let me just do a quick recap and then we're going to get ready to close. Um, the prophecies of Isaiah is coming to pass. Men are getting removed from the home. Um, cities are crumbling, a.k.a. just look at Detroit. Um, look at look at uh, Libya. Look at Syria. Look at uh, look at heck. Look at Rome, the Roman Empire. Man, um, like where Rome is, dude. There there was a sketchy past right there. Um, just look at the state of decay in, in in your areas. I mean, the reservations right now. Drugs are totally destroying that place. Um, you know, pornography is destroying families. Um, the the kingdom of God out here is is is, is not being preached like it should. You know, religion is totally destroying it. So, so there's a lot going on. So, the Father doesn't want you to worry or stress about the people that don't want to listen because you ain't got time to convince them. Our job is not to convince folk. Our job, because you can't convince anybody anyways. The only person that can convince somebody is the Holy Spirit. Amen. And He's the only one that can draw people nigh. Amen. 
So uh, don't don't stress, don't fret. These things must happen. They must come to pass. But I do believe we're seeing the uh, the prophecies of Isaiah coming to pass, at least in our lifetime. So we're a lot further along than I personally think. Amen. So uh, brothers and sisters, listen. Whoops. Ah, listen, I love and appreciate you guys. Really, I do. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Um, if this radio show has been a blessing to you guys, um, please hit me up. Email us at pineridgewarriorscontact at gmail.com or uh, warriorradiobroadcastnetwork.com. Just go over there and uh, check it out. Also, don't forget to don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, um, Warrior Radio 1, I do believe it is. Also, our Facebook page uh, at Curtis Charles and Pine Ridge Warriors and also Haley Horse, I do believe. Um, you guys go shoot us a friend request, message us there. It might take a few days. Um, if you guys are wondering about our new uh, our new address or whatever, uh, go to our website. I do believe it's P.O. Box 216, Morden, Manitoba, R6M1A3 um, is where you guys can write us a letter at. Just send us words of encouragement and support. I'll tell you guys. Um, you don't know how much letters and, and things like that mean. And also, if you guys have any questions, um, prayer requests, please email them to us, write them out to us, however, and we will pray for them either uh, live on air or, or in person. Also, don't forget to tune in um, this coming Sunday at 7 o'clock Central for another edition of Prayer and Prophecy Night here on Warrior Radio Broadcast Network. Listen, I love and appreciate you guys. Um, always remember, stand tall before man, bow low before God. We're out there on Facebook. Love and appreciate you guys. Don't forget to follow us, like us, and share the word. Amen. God bless you guys. Give a thumbs up up here on Facebook if you like tonight's message. Ha <laughs> Peace out. All right. So we're ending the live broadcast over here on um, Facebook. I want to thank you guys on Blog Talk Radio and on MixLR for tuning in. Um, love and appreciate you guys, but we're going to be out of here. I got things to do, people to see, places to go. And food to eat. Amen. So, love and appreciate you guys. We are out. <laughs>